Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. episode of the power ranking show is brought to you by bet online bet online is your number one source for all of your championship finals info stats news and scores get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's nba and stanley cup finals bet online is your sports intel headquarters this season as they have you covered for all of your insider sports wagering needs from basketball to hockey to mlb ufc and boxing it's also the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info, info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that are available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You want to ring the bell? Ding, ding. <laughs> uh, that is the voice of at. Marcus underscore Mosher. This is the Power Rankings podcast, aka the Power Rankings show, sponsored by Bet Online. And this is the way that things work. So we've been off for a week, right? And so I was I was out uh, in the mountains on vacation, doing important stuff. Marcus couldn't do yesterday's show because of insignificant things like meeting his nephew for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, we figure out what time we're going to record today. I asked Marcus. You know, what are we talking about? I don't get a response for an hour and a half. He's like, I was looking at MVPs today. So here we are. We're going to talk about MVPs. Yeah. So, so I'm going to, we, we give, have odds, right? We, we do have odds. Bet online. Bet online has, odds. Yes. Uh, okay. They also have odds on just about any single futures okay. bet you want to make right now. But uh, today, I'm going to give you my favorite MVP bet. Not the guy that has the best odds, but the guy that I think is going to give you uh, the most value. Uh, so he, a couple things to, to start off with. This is a quarterback award, right? Our last non-quarterback to win the MVP was Adrian Peterson back in 2012. So if you're betting on a non-quarterback, you're, you're kind of throwing your money away. And now I, I thought about this in 2021. If Cooper Cup wasn't going to win the MVP in 2021, we're just never going to see a receiver win that award again, right? Yeah, I... I could go all day on this. So. Well, Ian Debo. <laughs> I don't want to. Like, no, but your guy Debo this. in 2021 was unbelievable and never got a vote. Yeah, I I thought Debo really deserved um, a lot of credit for everything he did versatile uh, versatility-wise. I Look, you know, people can make fun of Antonio Brown, but you go back and look at Antonio Brown like circa 2014, 15, 16. I, it's hard to play the wide receiver position much better than he did. Uh, obviously, he ended up becoming a distraction later in his career. These guys don't get a sniff. I, I mean, Calvin Johnson in 2012 didn't really get a sniff, but the Lions didn't make the playoffs. But even when they did in 2011, he was great. Nobody was considering Calvin yeah. Johnson. Well, and you led me to the me- next point is the player that you bet on, the quarterback that you bet on, they've got to make the playoffs. And not only do they have to make the playoffs, they probably need to be a number one or number yeah. two seed. Just look at Patrick Mahomes last year with the Chiefs. They were the number one seed in the AFC. A couple of years before that, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, both number one seeds. So you've got to pick a quarterback that has a chance to be a number one seed. So just kind of going through our options, Patrick Mahomes, there's no value there. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, 
no okay. value there. We have no idea who the quarterback is going to be for the 49ers. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, both have pretty short odds. So who is the quarterback that's most likely to win 12, 13, 14 games this year and put up really good stats? I'm betting on who is it? There's only two that you would bet on. One would be Justin Herbert. But his odds, I think he's got right now on Bet Online, he's got the third best odds to win the award. We talking serious value here? We'll we'll talk about it, but go ahead. It's got to be Tua. Tua is the name that I considered. Uh, we, we should mention his odds. He's eighteen to one to win the award. Thought about him a lot, right? Like, if he's able to stay healthy for sixteen games, he's going to put up ridiculous numbers, and the Dolphins are going to win a lot of games. It's just, I don't know if those odds are attractive enough for me to bet on Tua. Okay. Okay. Then I'm curious. Who is it? I think it's Trevor Lawrence. I think this is the year that the Jags could potentially be the number one seed in the AFC for, for the couple of reasons, right? The chiefs play a really hard first place schedule. I still think they're going to get to 12 or 13 wins, but I won't be surprised if they're 12 and five and maybe they're the two seed. The bills, dolphins, jets all have good quarterbacks but they're going to beat each other up and they play a hard out of uh, division schedule. They play, I believe the NFC East this year, they could easily, you know, go two and two in each of those games. You look at Jacksonville schedule. They play nobody this year. I mean, it's, it's so soft. I don't think it would be a surprise at all to see them win 13 games without sweating too much. Yeah. And he's, and then statistically he can give you the numbers that, that you need to have, unfortunately for that position, you know, I'm a little surprised here that you didn't sell me on Dak Prescott. I'm, you know, that's normally your game. And I'm guessing Brian Schottenheimer has a lot to do with that. Well, I think it's the Cowboys defense has a lot to do with it, to be honest. Right. Cause I just don't know how many high scoring games they're going to get into. Right. I think the Cowboys are going to, I think ideally Mike McCarthy would like to win like a 27 to 17 type of game where I'm not sure Jacksonville's defense is good. I think Trevor Lawrence might have to throw the ball a lot. And now with the addition of Calvin Ridley, he's got weapons all over the place and you're going into year three. It just seems like if he's going to make this elite or this jump to be a truly elite quarterback, it's going to happen this year. Yeah. Well, this, this is prime setup for Kirk Cousins winning MVP. (laughs) Well, I mean, we we should mention crazy year, you know, we we should mention his odds the, the odds for him really, are pretty attractive. I mean, you can get him at 75 or excuse me, a hundred to one right now. Wow. Wow. Well, there's always, you know, look, if we, if we look at the history of the MVP award, now you already looked at it from, Hey, how long has it been right? Since we had a non quarterback, the last 10. So 2013 to 2022, 10 MVPs have been quarterbacks. However, however, if you look at the history of the MVP award, as given to quarterbacks, you'll find a lot of random names, like right. guys that are not the typical dudes that you're you know, expecting to hear. So I'm just going to throw out a few guys that have been MVPs of the league that might surprise you. I mean, for one, if you're a really young fan or if you've forgotten already because he was so bad last year, how many people do you think have already forgotten that Matt Ryan exactly. was right. MVP of the league in 2016? 
Um, and Matt Ryan had an, a phenomenal year. I think he had like 11 yards per attempt or something. It was bonkers. absolutely ridiculous, yeah. bonkers uh, number. I think it was 117 passer rating. That was with Kyle Shanahan as offensive coordinator. But it's not just him. Boomer Siason won an MVP in 1988. Brian Sipe is one of the hardest, like you want to talk about bar trivia. You can always get somebody with that. The year Earl Campbell almost runs for 2,000 yards by running over everybody. Uh, and Brian Sipe wins MVP. Ken Anderson, another Bengals quarterback, uh, won MVP. Ken Stabler uh, was MVP of the league. Roman Gabriel, I'm going to go way back, 1969, yeah. MVP of the league. Everyone knows who Johnny Unitas is, or most people do. Johnny Unitas got hurt, uh, won the MVP in 67. He got hurt in 68, so his backup came in, quarterback the Colts the whole year, and he won the MVP. So it's not uncommon uh, not, we should mention Randall Cunningham never won the MVP, but he got a lot of MVP votes, both in 1990 and 1998. So it's not unheard of for a quarter. Steve McNair was a co-MVP in 2003, with I think, Peyton Manning. Marcus, yep. with Peyton Manning. Uh, am I missing anyone? Is there any other really well, I mean, ball? Cam Newton won one yeah, in 2015. Now, I yes. mean, again, yeah, that's a former number one overall pick, so I don't know yeah. if we should – Say that right. it's too random, but he never had a season anywhere close to that again. So it could happen. And if you want to dig deep in some names that could potentially get there, I mean, like, could Jordan Love, like in his first year with Green Bay, like win 11, 12 games? It's possible. What about yeah. Jared Goff? What if the Lions are just like really, really good? Hey, and they go 14 and three and he throws, you know, 38 touchdowns. It wouldn't be any weirder. Then Kurt Warner winning in 99. Then Kurt Warner comes back, wins again in 2001. By the way, he didn't win in 2000 because his teammate, Marshall Falk, did. And Warner missed like six games that year. Trent Green, yeah. quarterback. 2008, well, I think Kurt Warner got some v MVP votes as well for his Cardinals season. So you can have guys kind of come back and have an elite season again. And then you can have guys like Jordan Love come from out of nowhere. Yeah, and even with like Jared Goff, it wouldn't be that shocking considering he's already been in the MVP race before when he was with mm -hmm. the Rams, right? Like right, he right. was a legitimate MVP candidate. So uh, I, I could see it, but I still think you and I both love Trevor Lawrence. We think he is a yeah. elite quarterback, but there's going to be a year soon where everything just clicks, right? And the numbers are just gaudy and Jacksonville wins a bunch of games with their schedule this year. Why not this year? Yeah, I'm with you. I'll, I'll just mention uh, another random name that people may not know. John Brody, uh, 49ers quarterback, won MVP in 1970. It, it happens, you know. Now, granted, these are going a little bit farther back, but Marcus just pulled Cam Newton from 2015. I didn't even think about that. We all think of Cam Newton as a household name, the same way people, football fans in the 70s thought of John Brody as a household sure. name. But 20 years from now, Cam Newton's MVP award is going to be look like looked at like an anomaly. You know, yep. Matt Ryan's MVP award is going to be looked at like Brian Sipes. That's the point that I'm trying to make here. Sure. And uh, we're littered with far more random quarterback MVP awards because when you look at guys, either that were defensive players that won MVP or uh, different positions, you mentioned Adrian Peterson, you're talking about first ballot Hall of Fame guys. So Lawrence Taylor won MVP. Lawrence Taylor is the greatest defensive player to ever play the game. Adrian Peterson is probably the best running back of the last 20 years in pro football. So, uh, well, 
Ladanian Tomlinson would be right there. It depends on how you look at those two, I think. Yep. But you see the difference that I'm making here. Matt Ryan isn't to quarterback as Adrian Peterson is to running back, yep. as Lawrence Taylor is to linebacker, or as even Cooper Cup is to wide receiver. Sure. I would argue. Uh, a couple other thoughts, just really quickly here. Um, on Jacksonville schedule, so they play, obviously, they play their own division, which yep. if I said five wins for them in their own division, would you bet that over or under? Well, I mean, you got Houston playing a, I would say, uh, even uh, yeah, push. I've, you got Houston playing a rookie QB, right? You've got yeah. Indy playing a rookie QB. Tennessee, I, I don't know what the plan is in Tennessee. They're one of the teams that I don't have a really great feel for I, right now. Neither do I. Their roster is terrible, but their coach is awesome. Yeah, and they have a couple of elite players. It yeah. just we don't know how much they have left in the tank. So they should go five and one. They play the NFC South, which yeah, that's the that's the kicker right there, man. Yeah. That, that's a possible four and zero, oh, no yeah. joke. But I think three and one is safe, so, don't you think? You, yeah, even right there. So let's go three and one, and they go five and one in their division. That's already eight, eight wins. Yeah, you know, uh, they they play the AFC North, which is a tougher division. And then they're out of com or their you know first place finishing games are Buffalo in the Chiefs, which those are tough finish, games. They finish first. However, they finish first. Yeah. However, those games are really important if Trevor Lawrence is going to become an MVP because if he outduels Patrick Mahomes or outduels Justin or Josh Allen, those are the type of games that voters will remember. So I like Lawrence a lot. There's one other quarterback that kind of fits the same criteria, right? Really good offense around him. A lot of playmakers, good offensive line, and they play a really bad schedule. It's Derek Carr and the Saints. Now, I don't, I don't think Derek Carr is going to put up big numbers this year because I just don't think he's that type of quarterback. But the Saints have a really easy schedule. They play yeah. the NFC, I believe it's the NFC North, and then they play the AFC South. I was hoping you were going to say, you know, they have an easy schedule. They play the NFC South, which means they play the Saints. I was hoping you'd name them, them, no, you know, like they no, play no. themselves. Well, they do uh, play themselves, you know. but it's, it's yeah. their division. They, the AFC. Yeah. They, what did I say? The AFC South and then the NFC uh, North. I mean, those are just, those are the three worst divisions in the league. Yeah. I'm just so glad for the NFL schedule release announcement to announce they were releasing a schedule because we would never have been able to talk about the schedule with, without it. <laughs> I mean, but, thank goodness. But, yeah. but we, we don't think Derek Carr is going to put up the numbers, but that's just another guy that qualifies. Now, I, I do have one more name, and I know nobody's going to want to bet on this guy, but I could see okay. I could see how it would happen. Okay. Deshaun Watson's 40-1, to 1, right? He has been yeah. an MVP caliber quarterback before. Second year in this offense. This is an offseason without distractions. They've got weapons galore. There's some talk that DeAndre Hopkins could potentially join this team. They don't even need him. They're loaded at, you know, loaded with weapons. What if the Browns win the AFC North and they go 12 and 5 and they're the two seed? And Deshaun Watson has one of those years where he averages eight and a half yards an attempt. He has 35 total touchdowns. I could see him being in the running. Yeah. I have a bad feeling that it's Kirk Cousins. Hundred to one. Hundred to one right now. Oh man. All right. Well, so when you told me you wanted to talk MVPs, I just wanted to kind of give you my favorites from each position. Yeah. That actually have a, a chance. So we'll start with quarterback. Uh I think Patrick Mahomes has an excellent chance to repeat. Uh not only not only because he's a great player, but because there's a lot of continuity there. 
I don't see anything being problematic for Kansas City and him uh, going forward unless this is the year Travis Kelsey hits the wall. However, I will say this. Uh, there's been some re-tinkering on that offensive line in Kansas City, and you can't just always plug and play. And free agency plugging gaps doesn't always work. Uh, the Chiefs lost both their tackles, uh, you know, and they replaced one with, uh, ironically, a guy from Jacksonville. You hope it works out, but sometimes it doesn't, Marcus. And so uh, I think his stiffest competition is going to be Justin Herbert. I happen to believe that Kellen Moore was a little underrated in Dallas. I like the marriage in Los Angeles. I think this might be the year that Justin Herbert puts it together. The Chargers defense does not scare me. And what I mean by that is they're not so awful that I think the Chargers are going to go like 5-12. and 12. But they're also not scary to me either. And they have a hard time staying healthy, which means Justin Herbert's going to have to put up some yards and points, which is the point you made about Dak Prescott, which was how much is he going to have to do that? And I think you're going to see worse numbers from Dak, even if he plays the same, because I think you have a net loss there uh, on the offensive staff in Dallas. So uh, I like Herbert. Ten to one. Ten to one on on Herbert. And what's Mahomes odds? Uh, plus six fifty. How do you feel about that? I think Mahomes is going to have to have a much better year to win MVP this season. That's and I just don't know how. I mean, I don't know if the weapons got a whole lot better this off season. They no, lost Juju. They lost both tackles, as you mentioned. The thing is, though, they're another team whose defense is hit or miss. So you know, Mahomes is going to have to 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 do a lot for them to win. I, I you can't say that about every quarterback. How much is Jalen Hurts going to have to do? I don't know. I really don't know this. Well, year. and that's the other name I was going to mention for you is Jalen Hurts, right? He's also at ten to one. But I, same thing. Like I think after what he did last year, the Eagles are going to win thirteen games this year. Is he going to be able to put up better numbers than he did last year? Maybe will he need to? Will he need to? Will he need to? Yeah, I mean, they've got uh, a a guy that you and Chad Ryder talked about uh, being an incredible prospect on the defensive line. They got almost nothing from their first round defensive lineman last year. What if both of those guys turn into studs? Yeah, that front seven would be ridiculous. I hope Jordan Davis turns into a stud. I have a lot of his rookie cards. Uh, Yeah, oh man, Marcus has been (laughs) killing me, guys, on PSA 9 rookie card of you know uh jordan davis mosaic it's really nice <laughs> yeah it's on the green oh gosh anyway okay running back yeah my mvp front runner for running back uh i actually have two guys that i've thought about but i think it's tony pollard mm. and the reason i think it's tony pollard is this he's going to get more touches i think mike mccarthy wants to see what he can do with that workload i think brian schottenheimer will be more than happy to utilize him in that way i think he will be involved in the passing game if he can stand up to the wear and tear uh he's not going to have those frustrating series and i say frustrating frustrating for cowboys fans when he was getting pulled off the field for ezekiel elliott he's also going to probably get more touches inside the five zeke was the hammer for this team I'm not saying Dallas won't use somebody else inside the five sometimes, but if Tony Pollard ends up with 12 touchdowns, uh, 500 yards receiving and rushes for way over a thousand yards with some of those home run balls that he hits and he averages 5.6 yards a carry for, let's be honest, a team that the national media has no problem covering. 
what running back has a leg up over him for MVP. There's only one guy that I really think, who he could be a dark horse running back candidate, but I don't see anyone touching Tony Pollard in this category. It's funny. He's not even listed as a, uh, a potential candidate. There's other running backs, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor. How? Nick how Chubb. and how? I, I could break down every one of those and tell you why they wouldn't be. Christian McCaffrey would probably be Pollard's uh, toughest competition. But uh, there's a lot of other factors, including the other guys on that team. It's kind of like if you have two guys on your team who hit 45 home runs and bat 300, they cannibalize each other. Exactly. You know? Yes. I don't think anybody on the Cowboys offense in Brian Schottenheimer's offense, at least what my idea of it's going to be, is going to be able to challenge Tony Pollard in that way. Is Christian McCaffrey more valuable than Debo Samuel if Debo's healthy and no. a Kyle Shanahan offense? No way. You know, if George Kittle is healthy, could Kittle outshine McCaffrey? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, who, who's doing that on Dallas? Maybe CD, but do you really think a CD is a MVP candidate? I don't. There's no, no way. No. CD's going to get like his 1,300 yards and seven touchdowns. He's a Pro Bowl guy. Yeah. That's, that's what he is. Okay. Yeah. You ready for my dark horse though, running? Yeah. Back? I know he's yeah. not even on the list. Feel free to make fun. But I, you and I have talked about this many times. Year one and two are just phenomenal years for running backs. You know, like there's so many guys that are year two and three. They have just monster years. And the guy that was electric last year, I thought, until he got hurt was Brees Hall. I don't think the Jets way of winning is having Aaron Rodgers drop back 45 times a game. I think it's him making timely throws, them playing good defense. They've got a good young nucleus and running the heck out of Brees Hall. And if he benefits from Aaron Rodgers' presence and ends up with 2,000 scrimmage yards, why not? Notice I picked a Dallas Cowboy and a guy in the New York media market. Yeah. You may say, well, that's dumb. Not, we're talking about MVP. What are the yeah. chances of a Falcons running back winning MVP? Well, that's you know? funny because that's the name that I was just going to mention because a couple yeah. different reasons, right? The expectations are so low in Atlanta, right? I, I don't think anybody's anticipating them winning the division, but – They've got an awesome offensive line. They're yeah. going with a quarterback who can run the ball a little bit. They did spend the number eight overall pick on Bijan Robinson. What if Bijan just has an Ezekiel Elliott rookie season where he has 350 touches, over 2,000 yards, which, by the way, Atlanta had one of the best rushing attacks last year, and it was with Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson. What if Bijan is just the player that everybody thought, and all of a sudden Atlanta in that weak division wins 12 games? I just don't think it's going to happen because it's Atlanta. Atlanta yeah, has to have a Super Bowl caliber caliber team. I mentioned 1980, Brian Seip. Honestly, their quarterback in 1980, Steve Bartkowski, probably was more deserving than Brian Seip. Atlanta had the number one seed in 1980, okay, and he didn't get the MVP. It's just, look, I don't like this. I'm not saying I like this. I'm just telling you it's, it's no reality, accident that right? I, I picked a Dallas Cowboy yeah. and a New York Jet it's because – I, I just see that playing out that way. Saquon, I'm worried a little bit, a little bit about the tread on the tire and the, the whole contract thing, all of it. Yep. Uh, all right, you ready for wide receiver? I am. Who would be your MVP front runner at wide receiver? Justin I've got my clear cut. Justin Jefferson, okay. because he was so consistent last year. But he's going to get cannibalized because Kirk Cousins is going to win it this year. But <laughs> you heard it here first. But, but mine is Cooper Cup, and here's yeah. why. The Rams defense, just, just let's just, we, do we want to go down the depth chart again or do we not want to waste a minute of pod time? 
pretty bad. That. It's bad. It's bad. Okay. I don't think there's any way a Ram is going to win MVP. Okay. Let me just throw that out there. But Cooper Cup could legitimately have 2,000 yards receiving this year. Mm-hmm. And if a guy has 2,000 yards receiving, he's got to at least be considered. And once again, I know this stinks, but he plays in LA. I'm, I'm thinking a lot of coverage. He's a little bit of a darling. Uh, that's my wide receiver. The thing is, is he was kind of on pace for that season last year before he got hurt. Like he was, he was averaging over a hundred yards a game last year. Um, and do you know who the number two and number three receivers are for the Rams right now? <laughs> I mean, they're going to have no choice but to throw the ball to him all the time. And I really worry about Matt Stafford's elbow. Like, is he just not going to be able to throw the ball down the field if he can't? Cooper Cup legitimately might average like 16 targets a game. Like I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah. He might just be their entire offense. Yeah. I'm uh I'm with you. Ben Skoranek speaks highly of your work. Good blocker though. Yeah, isn't it Ben? That's his first yeah, it's name. Ben isn't Skronik, it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to think about that. Did I just Jacoby Eason one? All right. Yeah. Last one. I'm not even going tight end. If a wide receiver can't win it uh, MVP, a tight end's never gonna win MVP. And the best tight end at least one of them in the history of the game plays in Kansas city and he has no shot of winning MVP because of his quarterback. So, so I'm going to go straight to defense. Now, a couple things here real quick. We've been told, do you know how many MVPs have been defensive players? One, two, two, two. It's something you'll hear on TV sometimes and it's wrong. Uh, It's Lawrence Taylor, 1986, Alan page, the Minnesota Vikings in 1971. There's actually been three. But everyone has it wrong, including the Associated Press, who does this award. The Associated Press is not aware that they actually gave a defensive player co-MVP in 1960. They don't even know this. I looked it up. I found it. I did a deep dive into newspapers from 1960, and I found this. And I thought, should I contact the AP and let them know that they've been wrong on their own award? Like It'd be like the Heisman not remembering that they gave the Heisman to whoever in 1960. So a guy named Joe Schmidt. Uh, the Detroit Lions won co-MVP with Norm Van Brocklin in 1960. So there's actually been three guys. If there's any guy defensively that I think it's going to be this year, it's Micah Parsons. Mm. Uh, I think the the problem with Nick Bosa is just health. It's hard for him, I think, to stay healthy for a whole year and have the kind of year he had last year. Max Crosby, I'd love to be able to sit here and tell you that, but nobody cares about what Max Crosby could have 180 sacks and nobody would care. Okay. Uh, Maybe the best defensive player in the league, maybe one of the best defensive players to come in the league in a long time, plays corner. Corners don't win uh, MVP. It's almost impossible. Micah is a darling with broadcasters. Now, I think Micah is outstanding. Don't get me wrong. But would you agree he is a very popular player? He's mentioned and circled on every broadcast. If there's any defensive player, and if Miles Garrett can't get a sniff for MVP, I just don't think Miles Garrett has the same juice to his name that Micah Parsons does. And that's unfair to Garrett, but I think it's Micah. You know, it's also the Cleveland market versus the Dallas market, right? And Dallas playing so many big time games. And actually that's going to help Micah. Like if I don't think Micah Parsons needs to like break the all time sack record to, to win the MVP. I don't think he needs to do that, but the Cowboys play a ton of primetime games. And if he just has 
you know, three or four of those performances where he's unblockable and he's making game changing plays and he's scoring touchdowns or having interceptions or winning games with the sack at the end, that'll stick out to voters. So I think if any defensive player has a chance, it is Micah. You know how many sacks Micah Parsons had last year? 13 and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah. And people treat him like he's a 20 sack guy. Now, now the pressure's and hurries are off the charts. So believe me, I think I think Micah Parsons is a top three defensive player in the NFL right now. I'm just saying that he gets um, abnormally more coverage and love from broadcast because they are the national game, because they are the Cowboys. And honestly, there's something kind of spectacular about his game. Like when you watch him, he is an exciting defensive player. To, to watch. I don't know that sauce Gardner is all that fun to watch when the quarterback's like, yeah, I just don't think I'm going to throw over there. No. Yeah. And it, when the Cowboys are playing on Sunday night football, you know, everybody's watching as compared to the Browns who might be playing on discovery plus. I don't know. I don't know what these streaming packages oh, are man. anymore. Yeah. You're depressing. You're depressing. Okay. So, all right. If we take the quarterback out. Okay. Cause I'm really curious what you think about uh, this. So I just gave you Tony Pollard, Cooper Cup, Micah Parsons. Do you think any one of those guys has a prayer? And do they all have odds? Well, Tony Pollard's not even listed. So yeah. Micah Parsons even... is Parsons is 150 to one. Cooper Cup is 150 to one. The best bet there is Cooper Cup, right? Because we've seen him have that type of season before, right? In 2021, he came just short of 2,000 yards and 16 touchdowns. And that was a good MVP year. Like Aaron Rodgers had a really good season. If he can have one of those type of years and it's a little bit of a down quarterback season and the Rams are back to being a playoff team, why not? The problem is none of that's going to happen. I know. <laughs> I mean, I actually think Mike. That's why Parsons, you bet on Trevor Lawrence. I, well, well, yeah, but I think Mike is a better bet than Cooper Cup. Cowboys are going to have more national games. The Cowboys defense is far more supportive of Micah than the Rams offense is going to be of Cooper Cup. If the Rams have a good year this year, I think they go nine and eight. Truly. I'm yeah, I'm not agree. be exaggerating. I think that's a good year for them. Uh, if they sneak into a seventh wild card, that is a super successful season for this team. Cowboys good year. What would you say? 12 and five? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Defense top three. Micah gets 16 and a half sacks, leads the league in pressures again, and absolutely disrupts teams and national games um, like he did against, what was it, Philadelphia last year when he told the Cowboys to take a timeout at the yeah. end of the game. That yeah. was incredible. Uh, I just think he's got a great shot. I, by the way, I'm not being a homer. Marcus will be the first to tell you. I'm, I could be pretty hard on the Cowboys. Tony Pollard's just a simple case of how many home run hitters do we have at the running back position like he to, like him and he has less tread on the tire than some of these guys do. And he has shown how dynamic, I mean, he was pretty great last year, you know? Yeah. So um, would you say McCaffrey is your favorite at the running back spot or who would you take? If it's, if we're just talking running backs, who do you think's got the best chance? Does Josh Jacobs have a chance? No, I mean, Josh Jacobs led the NFL in rushing yards and yards from scrimmage last no year. Nobody cares. knows. Nobody cares. He's still going in like the fourth round of your fantasy drafts. Uh, I'll say Jonathan Taylor. Uh, we yeah. saw Jonathan Taylor have an awesome year in 2021. I like that call. Last year, bunch of injuries. But what do athletic mobile quarterbacks do for a running back? They just bring up the efficiency. I mean, time and time again, right? Chris Johnson with Vince Young is the best example 
What if Jonathan Taylor just gets a million touches and the Colts steal the division? We talked about Jacksonville. The, that division's pretty easy. Maybe the Colts are the team that rises out of that division. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has a 2,300 yard from scrimmage season. You know what we haven't seen in a long time that was like rampant in your like early, not early childhood, but like early Lindy's football reading years. What's that? The, the 25 touchdown running back season. Yeah. Remember when we went through a series where I think Priest Holmes broke Emmett Smith's record in like 2002 or something. And then Sean Alexander broke it in 2005. And then LaDainian Tomlinson had like 30, was it 31 touchdowns? 33. Uh, 33 in 2006. I've, we haven't seen a huge year. Now, Jonathan Taylor two years ago had 20, right? I believe, mm-hmm. or 19, something like that. If Jonathan Taylor has 1,900 rushing yards, averaging about five yards a carry or four nine with 20 touchdowns, 25 touchdowns, even 22 touchdowns. Would that be enough? You think to Maybe. push him past a quarterback? Maybe. It might odd, just, does he have odds? Uh, let's see. I can pull him up right here. Uh, no, he's not even listed in for, in for mm. uh, odds this year. Mm. It, it, he, the thing is, I think in terms of talent, he might be the best pure running back in the league right now. I think he's 23 years old on an offensive line that I think is going to be much improved. And you have a, a new coach um, in Shane Steichen, who is yeah. you know, one of the best run game coordinators in the league. I could see it. I, I could see him just being somebody that averages 111 rushing yards a game. 35 receiving yards a game and then just racks up the touchdowns. I think McCaffrey's path to this would be in like the 800 yard receiving kind of uh, track because now I think that's going to be really hard to do because if Kittle's healthy, they still like to throw the ball to use check, you know, and then obviously they have the receivers, but Debo gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Kittle gets hurt. Use check doesn't catch that many balls. If, if Christian McCaffrey catches 75 balls for 800 yards, you know, has a decent yards per catch. And then he runs for say 1200 yards on top of that. And the 49ers are a top running team in the league. And similar, we should mention, you were talking about the athletic quarterback with, with paired with a running back. We don't know what it's going to be like for the 49ers at quarterback this year, but if it's Trey Lance the whole year, there's a good chance their running back numbers could be really good. Yeah. Because they're going to have to run the ball. Right. What yeah. about Brock Purdy, sixty-six to one? How how can Brock Purdy be an MVP coming off that injury? Because he's a quarterback I, on a team that's going to win a bunch of games. Yeah, but when's he coming back? That was I mean, an elbow ex- ligament injury. I, Kyle Shanahan's convinced he's going to be ready for Week One. Great, let's rush the kid back. That makes a lot of sense. I think Deshaun Watson's an interesting one if we go back to the quarterback position. All right, so give me your top three quarterback bets. We know Trevor Lawrence is number one. Give me two and three. Where else would you go if you're don't? If you out there and you're like, I want to bet on this, but I don't believe in Trevor Lawrence or I hated Clemson in college. I can't bet on him. What's two uh, and three? Justin Fields, 18-1, to one, just because he could legitimately oh. have – you know, 3,500 yards rushing yards and 1,000 yards rushing, and Chicago could win the division. Remember, they – they have some big time additions with Chase Claypool in year two, right? They traded for DJ Moore. They drafted Darnell Wright at pick number 10. So mm-hmm. I just like him a lot at 18 to one. And then the one that I would probably gamble on would be Deshaun Watson at 40 to one. 
just because we know that he has that type of talent. Like it wasn't that long ago that we were, we were talking about him and all these other quarterbacks in the same breath. Like even Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, like how, who would you rather have Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson? Like it's not that long ago. We were having those conversations with the best offensive that he's ever played with the best offensive line, the best, best coaching staff. Maybe this is the year that Watson has the 40 touchdowns. All right, let's play some rapid fire here. Uh, we didn't talk Russell Wilson at all. What are the chances Russell Wilson has a rebound year with Sean Payton? Do we even have odds for him? Is he even on the scale? <laughs> we do have odds, 33 to 1. Uh, I think it's more likely he gets benched than is in the top five of MVP conversation. Okay, what about Lamar Jackson? We didn't talk about his odds uh, either. He is 8 to 1. Wow, I'm surprised that it's even that strong a case for him to be an MVP. Don't you eight eight to one is a little I mean I we just know whenever he's healthy, he's gonna put up ridiculous stats, right? And Baltimore wins a lot of games whenever he plays. Uh I take it there's no Mac Jones odds. No, no, we there. have Mac Jones odds. We, oh, we, it's gotta be a hundred to one. Two hundred to one. Yeah, okay. Bet I, online I mean, is not a believer in Mac Jones. All right, a uh, couple more here. Didn't mention Geno Smith at all. Geno Smith had a really good year last year. Um, I'm can let me guess here. I know there's Geno Smith odds. I'm gonna go 80 to one on Geno. 33 to one. Remember, they drafted Jackson okay. Smith and Jigba, slot receiver, ah. not offensive line, pretty young. Are you surprised by that? That no, he's 33 really. to one and Kirk Cousins is a hundred to one? No, I just You're think a little people surprised like, by that. I think people like Geno a lot more than Kirk Cousins, right? That's so unfair. I'm just saying that's what it is. I think I think people would be more likely to give the MVP to Geno than to Kirk Cousins because the the Vikings just won 13 games and Cousins put up ridiculous stats and nobody cared. Okay, another guy we did not talk about, didn't mention any odds for him, Daniel Jones. I know we talked Saquon. I know it's very far-fetched. I got to think Daniel Jones would be at least 150 to 1. 50 to 1. Man, I'm way off on these. I am way off. But that one I, just this, seems dumb. Like, yeah, I, I can't see that happening. Because make the case for Daniel Jones winning the MVP. What would he have to? Basically, Brian Dable would have to turn him into Josh Allen 2.0, right? And they're just not going to beat the Eagles in the division. I mean, they're the third best team in the division. And if Sam Howell turns out to be something for Washington, Washington will be coming after them as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another guy that you mentioned, but we didn't talk his odds, Jared Goff. 33 to one. I like that. Okay. One. That's not bad. No, that's not. When you look at, uh, you know, where the lions are, how they stack up in that division, would that be a bargain for you to say? Okay. Oh, I, I think so. Know. Cause this is really just a bet on Detroit, right? Like if you think that yeah. Detroit has a chance to be the number one or number two seed in the, in the NFC, that's fantastic. I, I'll take those odds because if, if Detroit's the number one seed in the NFC, it probably means Jared Goff got back to like his 2017, 2018 form. Mm -hmm. In that case, mm -hmm. it's a it's a worthwhile bet. So obviously we know that I'm way off on the quarterback odds here and that even quarterbacks that don't have a chance are getting odds. I got to ask about Kyler Murray. I, 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 I they're so bad. To one. What, you know, this is what's funny about these odds is Kyler Murray is 66 to one. And we don't know if he's going to play until November, December. Not only that, but even if Kyler Murray threw for 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, 
averaged six and a half yards a carry, the Cardinals still might go five and 12. So yeah. how in the world would he win MVP? I can't, I, I can't, what I'm saying is I can't back into 66 to one. Yeah, especially Kirk Cousins when is 100 to one. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, is Tyler Murray, 66 to one. Kenny Pickett, 75 to one. Uh, Desmond Ritter, 150 to one. We only got to see a little bit of Desmond Ritter at the end of the year, but they've got all the pieces around him, right? A good receiver, good tight end. Yeah. Good offensive line. Did you mention Josh Allen's actual odds? No, it, we should talk about his. Uh, he is plus 650. Hmm. there's just no value in betting him at that odds, yeah right? that's what i'm thinking i'm like what what's my allure there and i don't I, i'm not saying it i i kind of like the value buys better uh make the case for and the case against joe burrow let's go back over his odds because joe burrow i think yeah. is a bona fide mvp candidate Seven to one. The case for it is this is one of the best teams in the AFC, right? He's got Mm -hmm. the weapons. The Mm -hmm. offensive line should be better after signing Orlando Brown, kicking Jonah Williams over to right tackle. Uh, He had a really good year last year. He should be really efficient. I think the case against it is the defense is pretty good. And I think Zach Taylor likes to play a little bit more ball control. And I don't think they want to expose burrow to a ton of hits in the regular season right, less dropbacks yeah I, I it seems like he's just going to be one of those guys that's super efficient but not might not hit the 40 plus touchdown mark that we kind of need to get for our mvp quarterback you know we've talked a lot about uh how the the modern quarterback and what teams are going to be looking for the, the mobility is such a huge thing not just pocket mobility but actual running ability um we know this hasn't hurt Joe Burrow in real football sense. In other words, he is a classic pocket passer mm-hmm. who is extremely valuable. At the same time, could it hurt him just in the perception sense of an MVP candidate? Potentially, right? Because I think we kind of want these guys that can do everything, right? And that's why Jalen Hurts got so much consideration last year because of his legs. It's why Mahomes, even though he doesn't run a ton, he's able to run enough to create these kind of fun highlight plays. I just think it's probably going to hurt him enough to not put him over Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, you know, Justin Herbert, who all are scramblers. All right. Just some wild, just crazy MVP possibilities. Okay. Just crazy. Uh, why not Jamar Chase as a wild one? He, you're because already you're already about to. Well, the problem it. is, is I, 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 I there might just be a chance he's the best receiver in football. But if he's going to put up the two thousand yards, seventeen touchdown season, it probably means that Burrow got to that number, right? Like he's Burrow mm-hmm. probably threw for five thousand yards and forty touchdowns, and that way voters are just going to default to the quarterback. Okay, so what you're saying is you got to have a player where the quarterback doesn't cannibalize it like Travis Kelsey gets cannibalized yes. by Patrick yes. Mahomes. So why not Tyreek? Because Tua? there's Jalen Waddle, right? I think that's the issue. It's like Jalen Waddle's going to get 1,300 receiving yards. It's why if there's going to be a guy that does it, the, the guy is probably Justin Jefferson, right? Because as we can see by the odds, there's no chance that Kirk Cousins is winning MVP. Justin Jefferson had a massive season last year. If he can just score a few more touchdowns and get to the 13, 14 touchdown mark, 
maybe this is the year that the voters give it to a wide receiver. Okay, a couple other just not wild, but probably never going to happen, but resurgent year, maybe one last uh, gallop for the guy. What if Derrick Henry just comes out of the gates hot and runs for 2150 and Tennessee makes the playoffs? It'd be really hard to deny a guy who runs for 2000 yards again and doesn't get the MVP either year. I, I I agree. That would be that would be a lot of fun just to see it. I I've got one more hypothetical one before we go. Okay. So we've had a kicker win the MVP award before. Nineteen eighty two. Mark Bosley. I, he, there's a great video on YouTube that a guy did about that. <laughs> I I don't know his name, but it's yeah. really entertaining video. Uh, so he went twenty twenty one. Actually missed three extra points, which is a little bit of a knock. I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't think we'll ever see a kicker win MVP again. However, what would a kicker need to do in this day and age to at least get considered to win the award? Do what Mark Mosley did that year. I think Mark Mosley gets a little bit of a bad rap. Uh, He beat Tampa Bay with the last minute field goal in the rain. He beat the Giants on a last minute field goal uh, in the sleet. He beat the Eagles on opening day. Uh, in an overtime game at the vet, bad. The vet was a terrible playing surface, man. Yeah. Uh, when you make, I mean, Washington only played nine games that year, okay, because of the strike. When you win a third of the team's games with last minute field goals, yeah, you know, and and that team ends up winning the Super Bowl. I I think it's fair. I think a kicker would need to go something like thirty four of thirty five for the year with about four game-winning kicks, maybe one of them be like 60 yards. A bunch of the long, long field goals. Yes. Um, but it would also have I, to be like some kind of narrative, right? Like yes, you would need to have yes. like – and the thing is with like Justin Tucker, he's so good anymore that I don't think anybody gets excited when he makes like a 59-yard field goal. We just mm-hmm, we see this. Mm-hmm. But if it's like – let's I'll take a good kicker. Daniel Carlson with the Raiders, who I think is one of the best kickers in the league – and the Raiders just win a bunch of close games because Daniel Carlson is just knocking in 58 yarders and he goes 41 of 41 and makes every single extra point. Maybe that that's the only way that I could see it. Okay. I'm going to give you one more wild one and one more resurgent one. And then I'm done. Okay. Right. Another resurgent one is Aaron Donald. I don't think it's going to happen. We didn't mention him, but Aaron Donald is not playing around. <laughs> A, a bevy of Pro Bowl players. That that's the issue for him. But my gosh, when you play at the level he does, you have to at least be mentioned, right? I mean, there were a couple of years Aaron Donald won Defensive Player of the Year that he really should have gotten some MVP consideration in my mind. I, I think the year the Rams went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots, uh, that one comes to mind right away. Twenty eighteen. My other really like wild guy that I'm just curious what you think of. I'm I'm kind of throwing a name out, but this guy is so dynamic when he gets the ball. It's just, it's so intermittent. It's Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler has been such a good little player in the passing game, in the running game. Could you see any way, any path to where Austin Eckler ends up being that kind of guy? Sure. Right. Because I mean, he's going to be playing in Kellen Moore's offense, which that's what I'm thinking features the running backs a lot. The problem is, is that we've seen Austin Eckler have monster seasons in the past where he's at 1,800 yards and 17 touchdowns and just not get any kind of consideration. He would really need to have one of those 2,000 yards, 20 touchdown seasons. And even then, not sure that it's going to be enough because he's already done stuff like that in the past. 
Yeah, I, I, I really think it's Pollard. I do. I think because of where he plays, the offense he's going to be in, and if he can uh, hold up, and that's no disrespect to Christian McCaffrey. I think just McCaffrey is a lot more competition within his own team, much less uh, the rest of the league. But I, I yield the floor to you, sir, for the uh, final MVP thought here. This is a good time to bet on the MVP because the odds aren't going to change uh, a ton until we get to training camp. But there's some good values on the board, as we mentioned, including Trevor Lawrence. Geno Smith, even Kirk Cousins at 100 to 1. So please head over to Bet Online, check out your favorite bets, and look at some of the other bets they have, including Defensive Player of the Year. I love the Rookie of the Year award bets. It's one of my favorites. Go check them out. Yeah, Bet Online, speaking of, they uh, sponsored this show, and it's cool that they have these kind of odds that we can readily check so we can find out that Kirk Cousins is 10,000 to 1 to win MVP, yet somebody that's going to play for a one in 16 team has better odds. Correct. <laughs> Please explain that to me. Uh, if you want to hear more about the Cowboys MVP odds, go listen to locked on Cowboys. Also Marcus does locked on dynasty. We don't talk about it mm-hmm. enough on this podcast. Also covers the Raiders for USA today. Raiders wire. He is at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. I am at Harrison NFL on Twitter. And we have a really cool podcast where Marcus talks a little history tomorrow. So uh, catch that if you can. Okay. Take care, everybody.